1: Like nine days. I know, and we, you know, it was so funny. We were, we were a little. I mean, I'll, I'll just be honest. We were a little snotty about the fact that you know, like for the first two years we had the podcast, we were like every week or very close to it, and we're like, we can do that. You know, uh, you can record every week, and then like we, we, we have not done that this summer. <laughs> we were like, we took a lot of pride in that, right? Like we were like, yeah. yes, we will, we will do it every week. And, uh, and then I see, here's the thing I think that's like, uh, maybe making it a little bit easier for, for us to not maybe do it every, so I, you know, something i I say semi-regularly is that my impetus for approaching you to do the podcast was like, Hey, we can just like, you know, have a good excuse to talk every week. And mm-hmm. at that time we, we just honestly weren't seeing each other all that often, like we were, you know, we we both had you know busy lives, and this is this is a good excuse to talk, right? Well, now you know we share our Sounders tickets, and we see each other pretty regularly. <laughs> like, like you guys were over here like last weekend. And,
0: yeah, yeah. So what what you're saying? We were in is we together. Need, like, we just need to bring podcast gear to every Sounders game.
1: Maybe that's it.
0: Which we did once.
1: <laughs> we did do that once. We took that to Flatstick. Well, we've done that time. twice
0: actually. Stick and oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, we Marco did it on Polo. the way up. Yes,
1: we went to Marco Polo. Yeah, so, so maybe it. that's we what we that got to do. I know. Uh, I know the Roanoke is looking forward to having us at some point. We are definitely looking forward to being there. So we just got to figure out a way to make it work. <laughs> gotta yeah, fight. Roanoke,
0: like, you, you got to yeah. open a little earlier. Yeah,
1: maybe. I mean, it's not going to not definitely not going to work out this weekend because yeah.
0: We, we thought about it, but Roanoke doesn't open till four. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, well, uh, a friend of ours, mutual friend. Yes. And a friend. Yes. Mark Sandrider is getting married Woo-hoo! on Saturday. Yeah. Very excited for that.
1: Yes, we um, are.
0: But, you know, we thought maybe Roanoke before that, but they don't open till four. And then yeah. same for the weekend for for the next day. We're just staying up in Seattle all weekend. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, we got the. The rain, Sounders, Thorns, Timbers doubleheader. That's gonna be a blast. Oh my god! I'm um, just telling you ridiculous. guys how great our life is this weekend. Um, yeah. yeah Any but, listeners but,
1: out there, even even Timbers fans who might be going to the game, man, hit us up. Hit us up. Let's. There's gonna be lots of time in between matches. We haven't quite figured out what. You're uh,
0: gonna watch the Black Tones, maybe. Yeah.
1: I mean, we, we've it was so funny too. Like we, we were talking about this. So, uh, so Cougar fans will will identify with this. They they hold their ability to leave during halftime and head out to the tailgate and then re-enter. They hold that uh, that privilege sacred. very dear, right? Sacred's a sacred's a better word. Okay, yeah, you so sacred, need that
0: right? twelve minutes to chug a beer, right? Or whatever. To run know,
1: like... to your car, chug a beer, and then run back.
0: To chug the coldest beer ever, which has been sitting in your cooler in Uh ice for like seven hours at this point. And and you're just like, oh, God, I heard when you hear the the cannon, you have to run back in and you just give yourself a brain freeze chugging that beer, (laughs) which is probably like an 8% double IPA or some crap.
1: Well, if you're smart, because, you know, you might (laughs) you might as well get some bang for your buck. So okay, so the original plan of the Sounders was to not allow reentry between these two soccer games, right? There's a soccer game at four o'clock between the O. L. Rain and the Portland Thorns, right? And Morgan Weaver, Coog Morgan Weaver plays for the Portland Thorns. Oh Coog Hey,
0: and Ella Diedrich. That's right. Ella is like the, the backup a, keeper. Backup maybe third string. Back, third string keeper. maybe. Yeah. um for OL right so yeah and so kids.
1: after that match there's going to be some time before the second match which is so it's this doubleheader right second match Sounders and and Portland Timbers and so Sounders fans made a huge stink about like cuz there was going to be no re-entry and and the Sounders have planned out like this whole like event there there's like all these concerts and different areas you can go and there's going to be stages set up and all what do you say there was like 21 Musical 20, acts or something like that? 21 musical
0: acts. I mean, they have some, like, buskers in the club section. Right. But, like... And I think but some of still, it's like, going to be before like, the match, probably, too. like... Yeah. There's probably, like, a dozen acts that are just on stages before, yeah. at halftime, you know, and in, in, in between, between the, games.
1: the games. Yeah. So, we were... I was one of those people that was like, ah, oh, let us re-enter, right? So that we could go out and get a beer and get some food or whatever.
0: Plastic, probably.
1: Yeah. yeah. But now I'm almost a little bit like, eh.
0: <laughs> be kind maybe of fun we'll, to watch Maybe
1: concert. we'll stick around, and there's probably you know lots of people who we know who are going to be at the match that I wouldn't mind you know just hanging around with. So I don't know, man. I don't know. We got we got to figure this out.
0: I'm pretty stoked for that. That's going to be a blast. I'm yes. stoked for yes the Kook Center wedding. Yep. Um, yeah, we both sent
1: uh, we both sent coded messages. To mark with our gifts, yeah, coded
0: Kook Center meme messages. Yeah. We don't have memes on Kook Center anymore, but I we know. used to. We used to, we used to do that stuff. And we do in we we do in the Slack chat.
1: I know all of our jokes <laughs> are behind the scenes now. Like that's like that's the biggest difference. Like you know, all the jokes used to be out in the open, and then we got Slack, I, and then all of a sudden all the jokes. I swear,
0: if we do a Patreon, like. Where, how people do like the Discord and stuff. We're just going to be like, you can have access to the Slack chat if you yes. donate a certain amount yes. or whatever. Yes.
1: Yeah. That would be, uh, I mean, most of the time it's lame, but sometimes we come up with funny things. Yeah. We're mostly, mostly when lame. Sherwood drops by.
0: Yeah. He's good yeah, with the Emma. Jokes. Yeah. He's good with the jokes. Emma, who has a degree in comedy. Yes. As well.
1: Emma's good with the
0: jokes too.
1: She She's always really good also at making sure that I know what the jokes are cause I'm too old. So it's like, she's very you know, nice about explaining oh, them. She's when extremely we clearly nice don't know. About she, and, and not even like in a patronizing kind of way. Like she is just very, she's just very kindly, you know, it's like, I, you know, I'll be like, you know, some of us will be like, did did I get that right? Did I get that meme right? Did I get that joke right? And she's like, yes, you got it. She gives you the thumbs up. Like, okay, good. I, I under, I understand, you know, I'm like the, how do you do fellow kids? Like that's,
0: Oh, that's, that's me trying to tell. That's all of us. Anytime Emma drops anything, yes,
1: absolutely something. true. Absolutely, I know true. what she you're keeps talking. us young.
0: She the keeps TikToks. Us young. Yeah. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely true.
0: All right, so I mean, I haven't said it yet. This is, and you, people might forget because they have not listened to this for a long time. <laughs> this is podcast versus everyone. Um, I'm Craig Powers. With me is Jeff Sir, hello. As yes, as um, always. Now that we've talked about the Sounders and and <laughs> chugging cold beer and and everything, maybe we can start the podcast. I don't know. I, I maybe like we should podcast, start
1: talking about the Cougs.
0: I feel like if you listen to any podcast, you're used to the host talking about themselves for at least ten minutes before the podcast yes. even starts. Like that's part yes. of podcasting. That's that's pretty much, especially if it's two men podcast. Like. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, that's you know whatever. So. Go Cougs. Huh? We're almost Cougs, there. Dude. Eh? Oh man. we're Almost there.
0: Oh man. I can't believe it. This is nuts. Uh, next weekend. It's yeah. I saw they had the, it's Ron stone junior days away from, yep. um, from the first game. It's like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited, uh, to watch Cougar football again. Um, yeah. And, and, I'm excited, you know. Okay, maybe not really. <laughs> About the alliance. Ooh, the alliance. The alliance.
1: <laughs> the alliance does nothing to change what I Which think of course will makes the SEC the
0: happening. axis.
1: Yes. Yes it does. <laughs> we are part of the alliance. But I party. feel
0: like the axis might win this one.
1: <laughs> and then like I don't I mean I don't know what's the Big 12 like just <laughs> i'm just sitting out there hanging out
0: i don't know mc12 is, is is switzerland but doesn't really want to be
1: yeah but doesn't want to be Switch. they're like man can, hey how come how come you're not inviting us to the party
0: you ain't got no one left no one wants texas tech yep. no one wants i mean so putting the ourselves in texas tech shoes like if if someone came and in, in like took Washington and Oregon. I know I said Washington, but whatever. Okay, I'll say, scratch Washington, takes Oregon and USC and, like, UCLA and Stanford, and they probably they'll have take Cal, too, out of the Pac-12. They'll be like, no one wants WSU.
1: <laughs> oh, 100%. Dude, I am. One, I mean, so this is actually
0: good for us. Like yes. the alliance is good for us. Yes,
1: I mean there was a there was an Oklahoma State fan on our 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 uh, hot Cougar action thread this morning, just kind of trying to make the case why why the Pac-12 should want Oklahoma State, and I'm like, buddy, you know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to shit on you because because I get it, uh, but also like no. And also, like it could just as easily be us. So, you know, we have
0: an Oklahoma State. It's called Arizona State. We already have one of those.
1: Thank God that it's not us. And you know, I still think I still stand by my earlier statements that um, at some point this is all gonna this is all gonna shake out to be like uh, you know us ending up in a non premier. Uh, conference that there's going to be kind of a middle tier between the top tier and the bottom tier. There's going to kind of yep. be three tiers where there's only two tiers right now, but you know, for right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm for right that, now. The alliance we're not screwed
1: at the moment. So
0: the alliance is a, like a, a, I don't know, like a wink or a I would call it a handshake because they didn't meet in person.
1: Yeah. No, they looked each other in the eye, Craig.
0: And over zoom.
1: They looked each other in the eye. Over it's, zoom. Really, it's
0: actually really hard. That's to look how they in know the they eye eye can trust each other. It it's <laughs> very hard. And it's very weird when someone does that.
1: Like, when, someone, like I... when
0: they stare right into their cat, te- you can tell they're intentionally staring at the- No, look at yourself. We're all looking at ourselves. It's fine. Like that's what we're doing. Or we're looking at something completely. It has nothing to do with the phone call because this, the 98% of meetings are pointless. So you're like, well, let me get some work done. Well, while we, while we talk about other work we have to do.
1: Everybody is always looking at themselves.
0: Yeah. Well, like why you get, it's, ugh. you just can't, like, you have to, like, you have to tell yourself not to look at oh, yourself totally. to Absolutely. do it. Cause, cause you just, your, your eye automatically draws to that bottom right corner. If you're like, yeah you're like, Oh, one like of if you're my... on teams. Yes.
1: Teams, you can't even turn it off. Like you can't, or I mean, you can turn it off, but you can't, you can't leave the camera on and then hide your little, you know, yourself. Um, I'm guessing there's a reason for that. Like, like I, like I imagine they probably don't let you do that because they don't want you to ever forget that you're actually on camera, which maybe is, which maybe is a good idea. Um,
0: We've already seen. Yes. You know, know, people start doing things.
1: Yeah, you know. Oh, I thought was. my camera was off. Um, like, uh, Even if you
0: thought you like even if you even if you thought your camera was like even if your camera was off, why are you doing that? But like, yeah. like Yes.
1: <laughs> but I will say this that like <laughs> but by the end of the school year of teaching on that for, you know, no. 6 hours a day or whatever, like I'm <sighs> so tired of looking at myself. Like I'm just like Oh my God. Like all I want to do is not see myself on a computer screen and not. And the other thing is like, so most of my students wouldn't turn their cameras on either. And that's, that's a whole nother conversation, but like, so it's not just a big
0: picture of your face. Yeah. It's not
1: just that I'm looking at myself. It's that I am the only one with my camera on. So I'm just like (laughs) looking at me and then a whole bunch of like initials where their faces should be. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I was done with that. So I, I don't know how they knew they were looking each other in the eye, uh, but apparently they did. There, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of trust here, right? So they were trusting that they were looking each other in the eye, just like they are trusting that nobody's going to raid anybody from anybody else's conference at the moment because they didn't, they didn't actually sign anything. They didn't actually agree to anything firm. It appears they just I, I are sort like of the, like, hey, we're only... together now.
0: Of the three conferences, well, like ACC could raid the Big Ten for Maryland, and the Big Ten would be like, fine, we yes, that was a mistake. Yes. Like we don't need them.
1: And Rutgers, you could take Rutgers too. Yeah,
0: you could take. Do you want them too? Like we didn't need them. <laughs> do you, yeah, like this was this was. How about Nebraska? You want yeah. them? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. have, it's, them, have
1: them. I, Is this like when you pass a note? like to a girl in class. And it's like, do you like me chess yet? Check. check yes. yes or, no. or no. Like, And they just, each of these guys just, of course you say yes. yes.
0: That'd be so mean to say no. It would be,
1: you know, so maybe that's what's going on here. Then nobody wants to be mean.
0: Like you're not committing into anything. It's just a stupid, I know it's not a I... real contract. Cause this doesn't even have that. This doesn't even have I know. the check. Yes. Or no, this just <laughs> has like,
1: there's actually no hey, paper on this one. Let's schedule some games. Yeah. Oh,
0: right. That sounds great.
1: I do think, I will say this, I do think there is some value to what they did. I mean, we joke and there's nothing firm and there there was quite a little little debate on our Slack channel about how much it actually meant. Um, but I do think there's some value in what they did. I do think there's some value in them getting together and sort well, of- Well, I
0: think there's also some, some malice towards the SEC that yes. would drive them to yes. actually do something.
1: Yes. And and I think that they they are sort of like saying, "Hey, SEC, we are over here together on this side of the line, not on your side of the line." And I mean, I don't know, like like I'm trying to think of metaphors. I'm trying to think of like you know, I don't know. It's like that scene in Anchorman where they all come up for the for the fight, right? And it's like, here I'm here with my four buddies. Like I, I don't know. I, I think there's some value in signaling that hey, we're together. And and I'm guessing, look, I mean, a lot I guess of guess
0: you give it's like. It's like you're when you you tell someone that you've set a deadline for yourself just because you want to uh, give yourself some accountability, like give assign some accountability to someone else. And so they've announced it to the world. So if they actually don't do anything about it, then people are gonna be like, hey, losers, did you ever actually do this? Of course, and, they've made some caveats. Yeah. That'll make it really hard for them to do any football games for at least a few years. Yeah. In, in that, you know, they're not going to break any contracts. And we saw, um, was it USC today? Scheduled sure. a football game against LSU oh, for 20, 2024. That.
1: Oops. In Las Vegas.
0: So literally the day after the Alliance announcement, um, USC is scheduling a big game against a big SEC opponent. So funny. But obviously, that game was going to be in the works. Like, that game was already in the works. Yes. Whatever. But it also kind of shows kind of the flimsiness of this sort of, you know, hey, well, we're not going to make you do anything like we're not going to make you change anything that you already have set right
1: i mean so i did that article for kook center a couple of years ago where i wrote about like the the messiness of of college sports fandom right i talked about Mm -hmm. how like uh you know there's this dissonance between i love my school and i really enjoy being with my friends and watching football and then just kind of very Fundamentally disagreeing with the nature of the NCAA. One of the things that I did when I was writing that is, I did some just sort of cursory research on the history of the NCAA and kind of looking at amateurism and things. I mean, I didn't take like a super deep dive into it, uh, but you know. But only I like some eight thousand words. Yeah, but I mean, as far as like my research went, <laughs> like, know, the, yeah. no, the the thing was way too long, but. As far as the research went, I didn't do, you know, like months of research. Right, I did like a couple of days of research, read a bunch of different stuff. Talked to Matt Brown, right? Our friend Matt Brown, who does Extra Points, who we had on the podcast a little while back. I would say that
0: thing, I write research reports now for a living. Yeah. And that thing was longer than my research reports.
1: Now. Yeah. It was too long. So anyway, I'm like, you know, Matt kind of gave me some direction, talked to me about some of this stuff because he really has done a lot of research on that. Yeah. and. The, like the thing that stood out to me uh two two things really stood out to me one is that the everything that's new that seems new is actually old and mm-hmm. it's like all the issues between conferences and uh disagreements and the the blatant cash grabs and things like that that is not new it's not even remotely new they were doing it like a century ago,
0: and well, all even stuff. When they... you talk about like people are like, how could they break up the Big Twelve? It's like, like the Big, the Big 12, Twelve was exactly only been around twenty
1: five years,
0: right? And ex- what the SEC just has done is exactly what the Big Twelve did, and why right. it was made, right? Like twenty five years ago, yep. like it's the, the yep. Big Twelve is nothing sacred. Like that yep. was the Southwest Conference and yep. the Mountain West Conference. Like it was just like yep. different conferences they pulled from.
1: so that's that was the one that was one thing that I learned like like all of the hand wringing and pearl clutching that people do about college athletics now they were doing 100 years ago like I I, I couldn't believe it like I'm reading like art like newspaper stories from 100 years ago where they're talking about the corruption and college athletics must be cleaned up and it's just like the moral fabric of our society is crumbling like unbelievable how similar it is to today. So that's the thing to one. These problems aren't new. They're totally, they've been around forever. The stakes might be higher now because the money is bigger, but same kinds of problems. The other thing was just how tenuous the NCAA's existence has been for almost all of that century. And it's like the NCAA has sort of represented itself as this, this almost like, like this behemoth institution where you know oh we are we are very big and we have lots of power and lots of influence and 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 what this these last couple of years have started to lay bare is what uh what we kind of saw from the ncaa for most of its history like for most of the ncaa's history it was begging its institutions to respect it (laughs) like it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't the way that we see it you know, or we saw it maybe five years ago where it was like, oh, the NCAA and they dropped the hammer on USC and Washington and, you know, whoever, um, you know, up until maybe like 20 years ago or so. the And, and by the way, this is really um, this this really runs concurrent with the explosion of the NCAA men's basketball term in terms of a TV property and the money that comes along with that up until then. The NCAA was sort of like begging for legitimacy and institutions would just like schools would just sort of thumb their nose at it all the time. Right. (laughs) And so now what we're seeing is that even though for however many years it seemed like the NCAA was sort of this impenetrable uh, fortress of an institution, it's, it's not right. I mean, it is it is literally crumbling right before our eyes. College football is just doing whatever it wants. The SEC. And now we've got these other conferences banding together uh and the ncaa is just like sitting this one out right because they don't do anything with with football really you know they don't run the college football playoff and you know so and and they're about you know there's a clearinghouse for football yeah i mean nil came right down the pike and they didn't do anything about it really and because they couldn't uh you know yeah and then the supreme court you know you got uh brett Kavanaugh over here daring Everybody who might have a potential claim to sue the NCAA, right? He's like, hey, we would love to see, but without saying it, but saying we would love to see more lawsuits against the NCAA because I think this whole organization is bullshit. Like, I mean, the NCAA is on really, really squishy, squishy footing right now, and you know, it's 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 kind of a it's yeah, kind especially of a especially thing. if
0: you know, as you said, they're big money makers, March Madness, if. If or t- t- trademarked, I I, I'm not even know if I'm allowed to say that. Um, yeah, but uh, not. we're gonna yeah, get the cease not. and
1: desist letter ah, tomorrow.
0: Dang it, no. Um, dang but it. uh, but so yeah, if they that's their big moneymaker, if these the conference realignments impact college football, college basketball, that you know, that could hurt that. Because yeah. if maybe these conferences say, well, we don't need the, the big tournament anymore, we can have our own tournament. Cause there's like 50 of us now and we could just have our tournament and we can host it and we can take all the money and the NCAA doesn't get the money and then gives us win shares or whatever. We just yeah. get the money. And I think so, there
1: might be a role for that just because what makes the tournament so popular is, you know, Valparaiso beating Ole Miss or whatever. I mean, I know that's a very old. Yeah. It's a, that's, but...
0: that's why, that's why like generic fit, like just, People who do not watch college basketball the entire year, that's why the brackets are big and everything, because there's there's so much uncertainty around it.
1: And that's why CBS slash Turner will pay billions of dollars to broadcast. It isn't because of hardcore basketball fans like you and me. It's because of you know, our office manager who doesn't watch basketball all year and consistently kicks our ass in the bracket every single year. Right. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's just, that's just how, and, and so they, they will tune in and watch, you know, and the gambling that goes on with it. That's a big one too. You know, the, the potential upsets and and all those things. So I, I don't think that'll, I, I don't think that'll go away. So I think the NCAA will have a role for those sorts of things, but, but man, it's uh. It is definitely staring at an extremely diminished role and and ceding. I think most of its power to uh, to the you know to the premier football conferences for sure.
0: Yeah, but I they're not really. I guess like how much money is the NCAA making off of football? I, they're making money off of FCS football.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say they don't make any money off of. They FBS don't make any
0: football. money off of FBS football. None. So, but. Like you said, a lot of the power they have over these schools is that they're the clearinghouse for their players to have eligibility or whatever. They still manage the eligibility of the players, and if they no longer have that power, then there's just no power over football whatsoever, because that's what they have, is that they can say, well, your star quarterback doesn't go to class, he can't play anymore, or... He doesn't have, your star recruit doesn't have the, the high, you know, the right GPA or the right classes or whatever. And so you don't, he doesn't qualify to play. And so that, and once they, once they lose that ability, which it seems like, why would, why would a mega conference of like, you know, the best school, you know, the biggest and most richest schools in the country, why would they even care about that? Like we can it's do that ourselves. already
1: on the honor system anyway.
0: Yeah. They, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it's on the honor system. And because like, because they know the NCAA doesn't have the 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 resources to right to, to check everything.
1: Well, and the NCAA has, you know, ever, ever Penn State was really the inflection point where it was like, oh, wait, this actually is a pretty toothless organization. If anybody would actually stand up to them, you know, they, they kind of dropped the hammer on Penn state after, you know, Jerry Sandusky and his, you know, sexual abuse of boys and things like that. And they kind of like dropped the hammer. And then within a couple of years, they kind of backed off on all of it. Right. And then not too long after that, North Carolina had its own academic scandal. And that was like, as bad bad of an academic, I I mean, it did just did not get that much play for how bad it actually was. Like we are talking like made up classes, made up grades, like completely and totally 100% fraudulent education. Right. And the NCAA just went, they looked at it, they investigated it and they just went, you know, actually this isn't our department. And it was like, holy shit. And ba- they did the same thing with Baylor, right? I mean, it's just over and over and over again, like, eh, that's not really our department. Like we're not we're nah, we're here for athletic eligibility. Um, we're not we're not gonna wade into institutional academics and and that's on you to police that. And when you know, when they started going down that road, it was like, Okay, right? The Emperor has no clothes. <laughs> they just you know, they, they, they've got they've really got nothing. And and I think that, you know, this, unless, this is just showing that more than
0: unless, you know, a player's like distant cousin gave him five right. bucks to buy McDonald's one day. Then they can lay the hammer down.
1: At this point, they are a thread away from from that happening. Them trying to put penalties on a school and a school saying no. Because that that's what's coming next. Memphis almost did it a couple of years ago with James Wiseman. They were contemplating it. Right. Yeah. And Memphis didn't Memphis back down because they're Memphis. Right. Like not. I mean, I'm not, you know, making fun of Memphis or anything like that. But it's like they're not USC. They're not Texas. They're not right. They're not like a major school. They, they maybe couldn't go all the way through with saying, all right, fine. Make us, you know. Um, but it's, it's only a matter of time before one of those other schools does that. And, and I imagine that's why, you know, whatever, you know, what happened at North Carolina happened because they were just like, oh yeah, try and stop us. We got it handled. Mind your own business. And they went, okay, <laughs> you know, um, that's, we're really pretty close to that happening. I mean, it really is truly an honor system. The vast majority of NCAA violations are self-reported. Like they're not, is that there's not an NCAA task force at every school, like looking at every little thing, like schools are reporting it on the honor system. And you know what happens when they stop doing that? And what happens when they look at a list of penalties and say, no, we're not going to do that. You know, and we're going to stay in the sec because you know, you're not, you can't penalize us. The sec says we're okay. So tough. We're not doing it. You know, I think that's really kind of the next step, especially with football yep
0: and we of course start all this by talking about the alliance um, I will say uh, one of the things that I think might actually come to fruition pretty quickly and would be cool is the basketball scheduling component of it yes um, if if that this could help WSU as they're moving into a potential era of the program where they, want some quality wins in their non-conference this could enable them to get some other high major teams into Pullman or even you know some road games like that that would be very cool and because like we saw when the they had the big 12 Pac-12 challenge it was cool to have you know Kansas State and Baylor when they were like highly ranked both came in to Pullman and that was really cool and and Otherwise, it's very hard for WSU to get those teams to come into Pullman in, like, December, you know. Um, so it would be cool if they're just kind of – they're compelled to, and we could get some cool non-conference games because we generally, especially since the Gonzaga rivalry is now gone, generally don't have a whole heck of a lot of super interesting non-conference games. Yeah, um, So that, that that that's one part of it. I, I hope – actually comes to fruition. Cause that would be neat.
1: Yep. Yeah. That would be very, very cool. And, um, you know, it'd be pretty awesome I think for, you know, for the non-revenue sports as well. And, and I think, you know, I think football eventually get around to it too. I mean, they just, you know, at at this point they've signed contracts, you know, so far into the future,
0: <laughs> you yeah, know, we're like five, six years,
1: but out. when, but when, it, I think last year showed us that, uh, there's, there's more flexibility than people let on. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, they can do things on a little yeah. shorter time frame if, if they really want to. Um, so there, there may be some, you know, some flexibility there if say, you know, let's say there's a contract, you know, with the three conferences that are involved, if there's a contract existing contract between them, um, you know, there may be some, you know, some trading or whatever that might go on there. I, I don't think it's as difficult to get some of that moving as maybe it seems right now.
0: Maybe every everyone who is always worried about Wisconsin backing out of their Pullman trip, maybe this'll make it Yeah. Like more firm that they'll actually the come Alliance. Up. The yeah. Alliance. The I'm Alliance. I'm excited to go to Madison though next year. Oh that's gosh. been that's been on the schedule for
1: That's like a years. that's like a bucket list deal. Yeah.
0: I got one That's of my awesome. uh, one of my friends found a, a big old house, so she's like, "How many people we got? Ooh. We got going." So you know, yeah. Jeff, if you want to sign on, I, hmm. I know that uh, Marty hmm. and Corey are, are ready to go, and I'm sure B.A. and Katie, and, hmm, um,
1: might have to think that. about that. Yeah, I don't know though. That's good. That's gonna be on the heels of going to Mexico for
0: your wedding. So yeah, like three months out. <laughs>
1: That's something we haven't talked about on the show.
0: Oh, that is something. we recorded.
1: We recorded right before that.
0: We did. We have not recorded for a long time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's been a month. Yeah, almost. <laughs> I don't know. Should we? Should we maybe take a break? Come back and talk about talk about beer, and then we can we can talk about your engagement.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll talk about the football team. I guess.
1: Yeah, we can talk about that too. All right. All right. We're back. So Jeff, yes, Craig.
0: You know when you drive to Pullman, like you typically, like you see Ellensburg. Or you, usually for me, it's driving back, and I'm kind of ready for something to eat, or yep. maybe just to stop somewhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the drive you know, back like, is always longer.
0: Yeah, because you know you, you're hungover, or whatever. Maybe you need a little hair of the dog. I don't know. But, uh, you know, Ellensburg, um, you know, usually stop at, like, Burger King or whatever, you know, uh, Sonic or whatever the hell they have there. But, you know, what? I always thought it would be cool if, like, there was just, like, a legit place that I knew was a Coug place to, like, maybe get something to eat, maybe catch a beer. But, you know, I, I've always wondered, like, where do they actually have good beer in Ellensburg? Yeah. But you know, now there is a place.
1: There is a place.
0: Pretty fair beer.
1: Pretty fair beer.
0: And I have been looking at their tap list thinking about maybe I'll have to stop there. Because, you know, one thing I like about pretty fair beer, they have 12 taps, which I'm never a fan of a place that's like, we're a tap house. And they have like, 50 taps and like yes. usually you end up with like 40 taps of crap and then like 10 good, unless they're yeah. a very well established place with amazing connections. Wherever. Right. So, it's but, also
1: very busy and the beer is getting drank fast enough. And
0: yeah. The, yeah. Because that's the problem is like, if you got 50 beers. Like hopefully you got enough people to come in and drink those 50 beers. Right. You know, but that's, that's why I like, I'm looking at pretty fair beers, tap list. They have Holy Mountain, which you don't see east of the mountains very often. Uh, they got oh, Three Magnets, which I loved in, when I lived in Olympia and I still love. Uh, they have Lumber Beer Brewing, which I've had a few beers from them out of Spokane. I think they're kind of an up-and-comer. Uh, Varietal, which is probably yes. potentially the best beer in the Aqua Valley. Single Hill, too. I'll give give them the credit, too. But uh, I'm sure you'd see Single Hill on their on their list here, too. One thing I like, they got Dwinelle Country Ales. They're like a little treasure in Goldendale of all places. But yeah, like this is I'm looking at their twelve lists, and there's like several beers I would drink off this list, you know? And so it's it's cool. And plus they got food. Um they're coug owned. Yes. They they got sports. yeah, they they got sports. They they play the Cougar football games. If you're not going to Cougar football, if you live in Ellensburg, man, or you live in anywhere near Ellensburg, you got a place to watch Cougar football. They play the Sounders, the Seahawks. They're going to play the Kraken. Uh, You know, maybe maybe you're driving back from Pullman, you want to catch, uh, catch a bit of the Seahawks game. Yeah. You know, you're tired like I always am of listening to Steve Rabel.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what's actually happening. Yeah,
0: just – Holy
1: catfish.
0: Holy catfish. Um, But yeah, you know, and you can get some food, get a beer, a little hair of the dog. Yeah. Um, Pretty Fair Beer. Yeah. Pretty Fair Beer, Ellensburg. Yeah. Ellensburg, Washington.
1: Located on uh, 420 North Pearl. You can also find their tap list at prettyfairbeer.com. And you can find them on Instagram or Facebook at Pretty Fair Beer. So in case you couldn't tell, this was a, Paid advertisement,
0: owned and, and operated uh, by Coops for Coops, Pretty Fair yeah. Beer in Ellensburg. Yeah. Pretty great. So yes, that we we have a sponsor. We have a sponsor for, for our the beer, beer segment. segment. This is the happiest I could be. Like I, Jeff, we are now being paid to drink beer. This is the dream. <laughs> Thank you, Pretty Fair this Beer. Is,
1: this is literally the dream.
0: Um, I I I'm, I'm going to come see you guys on. The Sunday after the Sunday after uh, yes. the first game, after yes. I dropped my dad off in Yakima, come back on through Ellensburg. I'm going to get some food. I'm really excited yes. about that. But, Jeff, uh, what are you drinking now?
1: Well, you mentioned Holy Mountain. I am having Holy Mountain Witherer Coconut Ooh. Porter. Yeah. Yeah, it's tasty. I, I wasn't sure how much I was going to like it. Uh, because, uh, I'm not a huge fan of coconut flavor. Like I'm, I'm like, eh, it depends. Um, hint of coconut is okay though. And that's pretty much what this has going on. Uh, it's a very smooth Porter. Um, it's, it's a little thicker. It feels a little thicker in body than a typical Porter though. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost a little stoutish. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a little sweet. Um, it's excellent. I dig it.
0: Yeah, I think that beer, like many Holy Mountain beers, it it gets they get more out of it than you would expect at like the ABV or the, you know, like the style. So, yeah, ton of like ton of ton of stuff going on in that beer. I think it's only like a six percent porter. Or it something. is. It is. So it's more of like a robust porter, but yeah, um, just a very good beer. I, I will a say chocolatey. like. On that point, I, I see on that point of Holy Mountain, I see they have on tap at Pretty Fair Beer Helmsman, Ooh, which is yeah. like a they've advertised at 3.3 and 3.7 because of different iterations. But it's just a very low ABV beer. It's an English mild ale. It's just tons of flavor. It's crazy. I like I highly recommend, like, especially if you're driving through. That's a great yeah. beer to get. You can have a couple of them. Um yep. But yeah, so so. uh how, like holy mountain is so good at making these styles that you don't typically associate with like big flavors but just yes. knocking it out of the park crushing it um so get, yeah i'm glad you're enjoying that um, i think you are I, also
1: having holy mountain
0: no i'm not
1: oh you're not
0: All why right. would you where did you get or that maybe
1: from? did you put it in a holy mountain glass is that what i was seeing
0: i did put it in a holy mountain glass
1: yeah that's that's what i was
0: seeing Okay. Anyway, continue. I have a lot of Holy Mountain glasses. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. That is true. <laughs> um, probably the brewery that I have the most glasses of because they make a ton of them and they're always yes, really they cool.
1: Do. Yes, um, they
0: so yeah, I am drinking a classic Midwest pale ale called Zombie Dust from Three Floyds. Mm. So this beer, when I lived in Vermont, this beer was like, Kind of like it was one of the first beers that that kind of w- kind of ushered in the new era of lighter, sort of lighter in color uh, pale ales and IPAs that are super hopped up with kind of modern uh, citrusy hops. And so this one, it's very much like has a lot of citrus in it. Um, it's one of those. So before the hazy IPA thing, we had. You saw this iteration of these beers where they were lighter in body and color, and then they just had big, um, they, instead of late addition hops to make them bitter, they were the hops were added early, either, either added, or I'm sorry, instead of early addition hops to make them bitter, the hops were added late or they were added in dry hopping just to give it more aroma and flavor rather than just bitterness um so yeah the zombie dust it was like the first time i went to chicago they're they're out of munster indiana which is like 30 miles south of chicago so it's basically a chicago beer (laughs) like um because that's kind of their big market uh I, i remember going there the first time and i and i got a zombie dust i was just so amazed and i would just always go back and try to get it it was just like a beer that every time i was in chicago like i had to get a zombie dust like if like if i go to San Diego or San Francisco, I have to get a Pliny the Elder. Like, it was kind of like that. Like, I just got to get one of these. Um, So I I saw it. And I'll say Three Floyds is kind of famous for their Dark Lord Day. Uh, They make this huge stout called Dark Lord. And then they have a big festival around it um, in the past. Uh, Their brew pub is no longer open, and they don't know if they're going to reopen it. But they're still making beer. Um, but, it, but anyway, so I was fortunate enough to go to that festival in like 2014 with my friend Aaron, another Coog, um, who lived in, who lives in Chicago. So we took a bus down from Chicago. It was just one of the craziest. Just it was messy and wet and just people. You're just drinking 15% beer like at uh, 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, so there's definitely a period of that day that I do not remember. Um, but yeah, so it was a. Uh, Three Floyds, uh, just one of kind of one of the the first kind of hype breweries that I knew. They're not really as much a hype brewery anymore, but now like that was like I got hyped around that brewery. Um, and Zombie Dust, it's funny. So when I would when I would go get in Chicago, I try to get as fresh as possible because you get all those hop aromas. I'm so excited. Well, I saw I was I was ordering some beer from. Three Floyds, a brewery out of Brooklyn that I, or I'm sorry, not Three Floyds, Three's Brewing, another Three, Three's Brewing, which I've done a beer from them called Sound of Exclamation, a barley, barrel-aged barley wine. What I was looking to order from them is a, uh, they did that barrel-aged barley wine in port barrels. Um, So I was ordering some of that, and I noticed that they were selling six packs of zombie dust. I'm like, hell, that's a throwback beer for me. I can never get that. So I ordered it, and it showed up today. I look i I look at the box. it's like a six pack comes in a box of, of cans it it was it was canned in on March 2nd <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you right now maybe not super fresh not I am not getting like the typical aroma that I get on this beer I will say like the base beer is delicious it's still a very good beer even though it's six months old and I'm not as much of a snob about like super fresh hoppy beers as I used to be. Um, But I will say it's definitely not like the experience you get when you have this, when it's like a couple weeks old or a month old or whatever. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, So I'm drinking uh, almost six month old zombie dust. Uh, So cheers to that. Um, it's still it's still fine, it's still good. it's also very crushable. Um, I have two 12 ounce cans. I'm, I'm used to the 16 ounce cans. I drank the first one really fast and I wanted to make sure I didn't drink the second one before we actually got to the segment so I could have some to drink during the segment. Um, but yeah, it's highly recommended if you were ever in Chicago if you're at a tap room they have it, check it out. It's a classic and it's still very good. Um, kind of like it's kind of like a lighter Bodhi. Be honest. Um, so maybe kind of like a Johnny. I, I Johnny Utah was probably maybe not influenced by it, but it's a pretty similar beer. Nice. Um, yeah. So the beer segment sponsored by Pretty Fair Beer in Ellensburg, Washington. Yeah. Yes. Stop by. Check them out. Check them out. All right. All right. So, well, what are we talking about now? Yeah,
1: we should probably talk football. The people yeah want to
0: hear football.
1: Then we can talk about ourselves some more.
0: Yeah. So football um, is very close, you know. Uh, yeah. As we, we said we earlier. We almost
1: have a quarterback.
0: Yeah, we down to two.
1: Dude, it is – so we are recording this on Wednesday – what is it? August 25th. Okay, so we are like, like you said, Ron Stone days away from uh, from the game. And we still don't have a starter. That is
0: – Troubling.
1: Troubling. I, I'm trying to decide what it is actually maybe troubling might be the right word concerning might be the word uh, not important might be the word I like I don't yeah maybe, maybe it's I, not important. maybe it's not a big deal I don't know I just feel like uh, <laughs> shouldn't we know by now um, it's it's been trimmed down to two right so we saw that it's uh, it's Delora and, and Garantano so Hooray! Which I I don't know. Are you are you in agreement with me that that pretty much means Delora?
0: Yes. I think if I think if it was going to be Garantano, Garantano obviously he would have taken the job by now.
1: That's what I think too.
0: Because so he think... had he had the spring football. Yes. He's the, he's you know he transferred in specifically for this. He you know yep. I feel like much like how Gardner Minshew like you kind of figured he had taken the job. Even though Leach put him as or for every depth chart for the whole season. Um, yeah, I don't, I think that's going to be Delora. Yeah. I, I, Rolovich and the staff are probably looking for a reason to give it to Garantano, but he's probably, I, I'm just kind of guessing maybe he's been kind of even with Delora and the scrimmages and stuff. So. You know, Dolores actually ran the offense before, and all that, so kind of has a leg up.
1: And, and look, you know, Dolores yeah. had his own set of issues. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean we've we've been over that. I, I, I just like, um, you know, it's been it's been floated a little bit in our Coug Center Slack that you know maybe this is more or less just about keeping Dolores' ego in check. Yeah, you know, which I I would totally buy at this point. Like, it's just no, I don't want to give him. The reins fully yet. I yep. I want to make. I want him to keep working hard. I want him to keep you know pushing it. I want him to, whatever. So I I could see that, and and they could also see a little bit. You know you know like you said, Garantano was brought in and he came here, you know presumably because he wanted to start right. So, um, you know it, you know there could be a little bit of, you know kind of throwing him a bone a little bit, letting him sort of stay in it a little bit longer um, than, than you otherwise would. And I don't know, maybe they just feel like they don't, they don't have to have a starter named in order to uh, effectively prepare for Utah state. Uh, that that's kind of odd. I think most, uh, most teams, you know, settle it a little bit earlier, but, um, but you know, who am I to question Nick Rolovich? So, yeah, I, I would certainly never do such a thing.
0: You would never do that. No, Never yeah. So, yeah, I think, I still think it's <laughs> going to be Jaden. I've, I've maintained, it's going to be Jaden. Like yeah. say, I think it's all so direction. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I, you know, if Garantano takes a job and it's very good and, uh, we have to listen to Tennessee players every time he throws an incomplete or Tennessee oh fans, God. every time he throws an incomplete pass, I, that could be a pretty miserable season. So, yeah. you know, maybe deep down in my heart, I'm, hoping jaden wins the job so we're going to deal with that <laughs> maybe um, But, yeah um yeah i'm yeah we'll see but yeah
1: is there anything else sticking out to you from from camp i think i think you and i don't read practice reports all that closely but is there anything that sort of floated
0: well, to the top I think, for you i think this can we can kind of one of the questions i got on twitter um Kind of tie into this uh, from Luke Erickson at Luke Erickson 10. Um, uh, Luke asks, in your opinion, who do you think will be the biggest surprise players on defense, surprise players on offense? So if you want to talk about a topic, we talk about that. Um, we talk about surprise players, so it's not going to be a guy that was already good. <laughs> yep. Um, which on defense, there's plenty of those, uh, plenty of those that weren't good. Um, And then on offense. Yeah. Uh, So what do you, let's start with defense. Uh, uh, You have any kind of players that you're looking forward to see play that maybe they would be a a bit of a surprise, a a positive surprise. I'm assuming you mean Luke. uh, (laughs) like, let's, let's go positive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't know. Um, I, I feel like, you know, they are pretty set uh, personnel wise, it seems like the only position that's sort of up yeah, pretty, still is that free safety spot. Yeah. George Hicks, I guess moved to free safety. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like just about anybody could be a surprise, like, like about the only person that I, I, I would not be surprised by is Jalen Watson, yeah. who I, who I think is one of the very best corners in the conference. So that, you know, he's not on my radar, but, but, there's like literally any other guy on the team, maybe Jihad woods too, but just about anybody else on the defense, I could be surprised by
0: like pleasantly. Well, maybe, uh, you know, maybe a guy like justice Rogers finally gets it together. Yes. You know, cause well, we see that sometimes guys in their in their later yep. seasons, you know, yep. it's like fifth year. Yep. Um,
1: certain number he, of reps, things just kind of yeah. click,
0: you know, maybe, maybe a guy like, um i i don't know why i had to pick the guy with the hardest name to say alfonse Oywak, like mm-hmm. he he had like the talent coming out of school he's got a good size maybe he could grab you know lots of play time make plays um in the secondary you know some something like that um but yeah i you know i i probably yeah like you said like we have the one thing i guess the overall thing would be maybe it could surprise us is the defense is a little better than it has been, you know, like, <laughs> yes, because they're, yeah. they are very experienced. Um, they not necessarily like all the players have been good, but you have a lockdown corner that helps. You have a great yeah. middle linebacker that helps. Like it's, so it's, you know, maybe, maybe the, You Know with Stone and Jackson, and maybe they, you know, they I could see them getting pressure. Maybe the defense, I think the surprise would be if the defense is actually like average and good enough to like not keep us from getting blown out.
1: I would do backflips for average, like if they were average, I'd be like, I'd be over the moon.
0: And I don't think I don't even think that's like totally out of the question because like Dicker. Seems like a good defensive coach. Seems like he can get results out of guys that maybe the previous coaches couldn't get. And maybe just maybe it just clicks for a lot of these guys. They're they're they have that extra experience. So maybe maybe it happens. Maybe we get like a slightly below average to average defense, and that would be the best surprise, honestly. Yeah,
1: I think uh, Brennan Jackson and Ron Stone are both guys that might fit into that category for me. Just. If either one of them or both of them uh, can become consistent pass rush threats, yeah, um, I think they, that would be that would be massive.
0: That, that would be, be a massive. good surprise. I mean, if, if one of them did it, it wouldn't be a huge surprise, but it would still be if they would be a consistent yes. where where they were getting pressure every game, not yes. just you know the occasional big sack or whatever.
1: Right, like a double digit sack season. Yeah. from one of those guys would be, would be pretty great. Yep.
0: How about an offense? What are we thinking? You know, maybe a wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Cause I, you know, I, I feel like, so Rolovich came out the other day and was like, I really like our depth at receiver and I like what we can do. And I'm like, ah. that sounds like the kind of thing a coach says when they're trying to Convince themselves. Um,
0: I would be very surprised if uh, Garantano just took the job and was like Gardner Minshew level. Good. That would be a surprise. That
1: would be a surprise. Um, I think so. uh, I'm doing the hot cougar action for tomorrow for Thursday, which will actually be before this is published. So whatever. But uh, Nakia Watson, the Wisconsin running back transfers, apparently making some noise um which is we got too violent. many running backs. Yeah, we got too many running backs and you know he's he's apparently pushing uh McIntosh for some reps there at, at the number 2 running back spot. So So
0: the surprise will be so that we're going to come out and run like the the wishbone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd so want us to do that like run like like a veer or something. Uh, like well all our
0: best teams. players are running backs, so I guess that's what we got to do. Yeah.
1: I mean, I am a little bit concerned by the fact that C.J. Moore hasn't locked down uh, an outside receiver spot—that um, yep. I, had, you know, big high hopes for him, and so hopefully he kind of figures it out. And
0: maybe maybe a guy on offense be like Joey Hobert. Yeah, he. Yep, he, he uh... could be a pleasant surprise. Yeah, if somebody he seems, he somebody inside
1: have... receiver is going to have to be yep. a pleasant surprise. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, for for that to work out, because right now it's you know with the loss of Bernard Bell, it's. Uh, there's, there's a giant gaping hole there. So hopefully someone's able to, someone's able to step in there. But I think, I think, uh, Calvin Jackson could be a guy who surprises too. Um, I think yeah. we all sort of know he's pretty talented. Like he's flashed it from time to time, but, but I really, I, I really, really think he, um, has the ability to, to have, if he can stay healthy, um, has the ability to have a really big season. I feel like he could be a guy who we go, Wow. Um, he he might even be. I, I would not be shocked at all if he was our second most productive receiver behind Harris. That yeah. would not surprise me. So yeah. honestly, even when you look at the be, list, it's. I mean, it's yes. got to be him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, process of elimination, but
0: and we have whatever. so many receivers. Yeah. maybe someone will.
1: Maybe someone will catch a lot of passes. Definitely,
0: yeah. <laughs> we definitely uh, still have that impact of. I mean I guess they they brought in a ton of receivers too but yes the impact of like the air raid rotating receivers there's so many receivers yeah
1: I uh I roster. just you know the the whole idea is we just we just don't know man there's so many people that have come and gone and uh we are 2 years removed from seeing most of these guys in real live action and and it's not just that we're we're so long from having seen them in action but you know in college that's that's I mean these are guys who are still developing, still maturing, you know, taking that time off. I mean, Brennan Jackson being sort of a prime example, you know, they, they come back and they're a totally different person, you know, at, at 21 versus 19. So mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I just think we, we really have so little idea of, of how these guys are going to emerge um, on the other side of all this. And
0: well, uh, you know, it's f I You said that there's, I there's like some people so like I I I saw something where uh Ryan Leaf picked WC to go 6 and 6. Yes. And when he went on I can't remember what show he went on a podcast that and he tore into Rolovich for the the vaccine situation but then said like that it's it's one of the most like it was so funny the way he said it. This is one of the one of the most talented teams w s u has had in the last few years <laughs> like, so are we just including the six and six team from twenty nineteen and the one and three team from twenty twenty yeah, so yeah, quite pro- possibly I think this might be one of the most talented teams of those three teams, <laughs>
1: possibly. Possibly. Sorry,
0: sorry, Ryan. I had to. I thought that was funny.
1: I mean, yeah, like, like, are they going to try and say this team's because more talented than 2018 or time Or 2017? I have a hard time, a hard time believing that. No, I have a hard time believing that.
0: 2017
1: yeah. was a good quarterback away from being, you know, a top 10 type team. To be honest,
0: Burn. with that defense.
1: Well, it's true. I know, right? Luke Falk was bad. He was like actively bad that year, which was totally nuts. But, you know, they the defense was I mean, that was a, almost a conference championship level defense. That was a you know?
0: that was the best defense we've had uh, since a long like, time.
1: 2003
0: three. or something. Yeah, probably 2003. <laughs> Definitely probably 2003. 2003. Definitely yeah. so, it's actually without a doubt, they were the best defense since 2000. Yeah. So, and, anyway, I mean, and hopefully it won't be that long until we have another game. Yeah.
1: You can't convince me this team's more talented than 2018 or 2017. Like,
0: but man. I definitely think they're one of the most talented teams from 2019. <laughs> from 2020, the last, 2020. Like three so seasons. Brian is exactly right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he ain't
0: lying, I guess he's gotten good at this media stuff.
1: That's true. That's true. He also uh, picked
0: He also picked UW to go
1: 12-0. Yeah, ah. I don't know what that was. He probably got a little, he got, I don't know, man, something got into his brain from wearing that. Yeah, bow talking, to, talking
0: to Jimmy, shirt. talking to Jimmy Lake wearing that Bow Down shirt. <sighs> so disappointed.
1: I understand why he did it. Like, I get it, but I'm also Dude. like,
0: Josh Hawkinson's mom would not wear WSU stuff to his. That's right.
1: That's right. She would
0: wear a red shirt and that's the only thing she would wear.
1: I respected
0: that. Yes,
1: me too. I was like, of course people ask me like, if your kids go to Washington, will you? And I'm like, no. What if your kids play sports for Washington? I'll cheer for them, I guess, which I don't have to worry about. (laughs) None of my kids play college sports, but it's like, you know, like no. Yeah, after no. I, after I
0: saw B's first soccer season, I was like, mm, I, don't, I don't think I'll have to worry. About
1: <laughs> I just know, like I can't. You know, if you're Ryan Fucking Leaf, and you know you came in and won a, an Apple Cup in Husky Stadium to go to the Rose Bowl, like I'd be like, sorry guys.
0: Maybe I that's why Washington State. Maybe that's why you, if you did that. Then you don't have the insecurity that all of us have, maybe. And you're like, I can wear this; it doesn't make a difference to me.
1: <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe that's Although, it. And I'm not. By the way, I'm not like I don't know. Like I don't have strong feelings about it one way or the other. I'm mostly just like kind of shaking my head, like.
0: Yeah, I was like, "Come, come on, on, man! Come, come on, man. on, Ryan!
1: Gosh, what are you doing?" But whatever. I, I don't know if it helped him get his message across. Then that's what's most important, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. 12 and 0.
1: 12 and 0. That, that part unforgivable, but he's a very serious media person now. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, so look at me, he look makes, at me. I'm unbiased. He makes very like, maybe it's more of a politician where you could say like, maybe two, one of the best teams of the last three <laughs> years, which included a six and six yeah. team that went three and yeah. six in, in a conference play and a team yeah. that went one and three. So yeah, I you know I can't disagree with that. Um, Should
1: we answer some questions?
0: Yeah, we just did. So we very poorly. Sorry, sorry, Luke.
1: We can like rapid Um, fire some of these guys.
0: So we got. I'll stick with the football ones first. Um, Well, Chris McKinturf at his name or their name. You know, I'm not making any, he doesn't have that claimed in the profile. So, um, will I ever learn to simply not watch the Apple cup? No, you won't. You won't. Nope. I've, I've told myself not to do that. The best
1: you can hope for is to mitigate the pain in some way. So whatever, whatever, (laughs) that's exactly it. Whatever makes you most comfortable for maximum pain. That's what you should do. So for me, and I know I've said this on the show before. For me, it's being alone in my basement, watching the game on my television with nobody else with me.
0: You, like you kn- that's it. Well, you know what's funny? What, like this is so the 2018 Apple Cup, which is the most painful one of yes. you know recent memory. Right? Yes. going back to the 2002 probably Apple Cup. Yeah, um, I was in Melbourne, Australia, traveling for work, but I was, I have a friend that lives there and I was staying with him over the weekend before I went to the next place. And it was his daughter's, no, it was his son's ninth birthday that day. And so what I spent the apple cup doing was talking to his 11 year old. And exp- and she was just fascinated with the commercials because I was like I was like streaming it yeah f- through through like an, a VPN and so she was seeing the American commercials so she was fascinated by that she had no idea anything about American football you know like she thought you know she, she was asking she the snow was fascinating her she's never seen snow in her life um, you know it was like crazy like that and so. And then I was blowing up balloons because one of their big things, they wanted all the kids to come in and fill the, the living room up with balloons. And so I was blowing up balloons the entire time. So I was probably lightheaded by the end. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like drinking, but I feel like <laughs> I, my memory is pretty spotty from that game. Because like I was just like blowing blowing up balloons the whole time. Like I was low on oxygen. Like, but it's so funny. Right as it ended, uh, like, 10 nine-year-olds came running into the living room and started kicking the balloons. So, like, I could <laughs> not... I could not... I had no time throughout that game to be pissy about it. And yeah. that was the best. Like, I was like, I wish I could do this for every Apple Cup, where Oops. I just have something else happening while I watch the the game. I have yes. too much shocker. I almost said master. to While I watch the game... <laughs> um Yeah, while I watch the game... Like, so... Yeah. So you, that's,
1: do, you have to practice some self care.
0: So, Chris, like, that's what you got to do. That's, that's you got wh- to fly to Melbourne, stay with my friend, whose name is also Chris, and it will be around his son's birthday. There you go. Help them with that birthday. Yep. While you're watching the apple cup. Yep. You, you'll feel just fine afterwards.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Because you're just, you're going to be like, run into the park to play laser tag with some kids. Like you are going to like, you know, you're going to be busy.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: That was a pretty cool I'll, birthday by the way. It, it, that was, sounds like it. Yeah.
1: Sounds like it. Next question.
0: Next question. Uh, we'll go back to uh, Luke Erickson at Luke Erickson 10. Favorite and least favorite uniform combinations.
1: Okay, least is easy. That's All crimson. the all crimson, crimson yep. helmet, crimson jersey. Crimson we are belts. in agreement. That is, we look like ketchup bottles, and I think it's, I think it's gross. So, I don't like it. I don't know. I know I'm not. I know I'm in the minority on that. I think, I think most people like that.
0: I think but it's fifty fifty. I think it's like a, I think it's a love it or hate it thing.
1: If you at least put a gray helmet or a white helmet on top, it's not nearly as bad.
0: Mm, I, I might actually hate the gray helmet on top of. Yeah. Crimson pants and shirt more than the full crimson. I like the white helmet on top. Yeah. But I, I think the gray helmet, not, not my favorite on top of that. Yeah.
1: Some people would argue that the white helmet on top is actually the true ketchup bottle
0: that is well it depends if you're talking about a ketchup bottle like that you buy in the grocery store uh-huh but the ketchup bottles like i i was at i was at a, a restaurant on sunday with b and they had the classic restaurant ketchup bottles which are all red mm-hmm. uh, and and all the way up to the top so okay. i think when people say ketchup bottle that's what they mean yeah maybe but if you want to say like but now the way ketchup bottles are is the top goes on the bottom. So you would be wearing all crimson and white shoes or maybe white pants. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So we maybe we just need to scrap the ketchup bottle description, even though I like it. It's, yeah. It's good.
1: Maybe. Do you have a favorite?
0: What? Well, so, yeah. I would say probably my least favorite is the, especially gray. Like it, the gray helmet on top of crimson, crimson. I think my, so probably, you know, I probably my favorite, even though it's kind of cursed is the white helmet, crimson logo, crimson shirt,
1: crimson shirt,
0: white, white pants.
1: It's such a good look.
0: And there's terrible things have happened whenever they wear that. Yes. You know, Connor Holiday gets Legs injured. Get River Craycraft gets yeah. injured. But yeah, I have a very vivid memory of River Craycraft getting injured. I think it was against Cal. We were blowing out Cal, and I remember watching him walk to the locker room, and it was his senior year. And he stopped at the tunnel and turned and just looked, and he like was very clearly taking in the crowd as he's wearing that beautiful. Uniform combination. Yeah. So, and and on the, so that's home. On the road, what are you you thinking on the road?
1: Oh, road would be like all white. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, But I also like, I, I, you know, I'm a fan of the crimson, white, crimson. Yep. Awesome. I really like that look.
0: I'm trying to think of any, I like when they do like Stanford, they do the, uh, the, where they do the gray, they do the gray. I can't remember if the, if it's the anthracite helmet or the no, it's the gray helmet with a white logo, white jersey, red pants. That looks pretty cool. Crimson pants, sorry. Um, I, I probably my least favorite is. I don't even know. I I, I like most of our. I like most of our roads because I like when they go anthracite, white anthracite or gray, white, gray. Yeah. I think that looks cool. Yep. Yep. Those I are did. Great. They've only done it like once. I liked when they did the white with the anthracite cougar logo, anthracite sh- shirt and white pants. I think they've only done that once.
1: I think so. I think
0: it was against Nevada. Uh, it, I like,
1: but, I'm not a huge fan of the, I'm not a huge fan of the anthracite.
0: Like, well, it's a good. Like, it's fine. Good for you. Is that it? I'm not sure. Like, that was gonna be like a yearly thing, and then that UCLA game happened, and we're yeah. not gonna do that again. <laughs>
1: yeah, I like the. I'll tell you what I really don't like with it is I don't like it when we mix the anthracite with crimson. So yeah, I if, like
0: the all anthracite. It looks good. I like yes, that we're like this is a is big fine. game.
1: Yes. What like we did
0: fine. was though. Instead of waiting for a big game to use it, we, they ordained a game for it. Right. And that's how they ruined it. Cause they had right. used it against USC and Oregon game day. Right. And it worked out perfectly. And then you use it on a random game against UCLA. It's ruined. Yes.
1: Ruined. I don't know though. Oh, all there, those there may come. Yeah, we can't. I mean, I don't know. I still think if we on a I think, uniform I think, I think, I combo every that's... time something bad happens. We might not have any. Left.
0: We we don't have any left. <laughs> well, we definitely don't have any left. Then. No, so I still think I hope they still save that all anthracite for like the, yes for a special occasion, like maybe when they play USC this year or whatever you know, like whatever yeah you know because it's yeah. a callback to a, a game yes. that's happened before, and right. that that's why they wear the all crimson against you Dub because it's a callback to like big games that have happened in the past.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: So that was that was uh, once again a long-winded, unnecessary. Like we're growing rapid fire. We spent five minutes talking about that. Um, who else we got? I'm saving my sisters for last, Jeff. <laughs> I know yeah. you see that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'll stick on before because uh, Michael asked a basketball question. Let's we'll do a, a football one. We might talk about this one for a while though, but uh, let's try to keep it. Tight.
1: Let's, do um, two, let's just do two more. Okay. Let's just do two more.
0: Okay. We'll just do two more. Sean, we'll talk about your Sean PC seven. We'll talk about yours next week. Nice. Um, We've also... already talked
1: a lot about conference yeah. stuff. We can revisit that
0: next week. So uh, we got a couple, Marcus, Paul, Burns, and Stephanie's kind of tied together. Um, well, we'll Thanks. go with we'll go with Michael's first. Could either yes. of you toss a suit jacket farther than Tim Floyd, Tim Floyd, given the same climate conditions. This yes, is of course a reference to the 2008 <laughs> basketball game between WSU and USC, a double overtime win by the Cougs um, yes. where Tim, Tim Floyd famously chucked his jacket. And then also Tony and Tim met at half court face to face. It was quite a, quite a time. Um, yes. no, I don't think I could toss farther. than him.
1: Yeah. I don't, how far did it go? Like, I don't even, I don't, I don't really even remember, but
0: I'm it. I'm going to just go ahead and assume like he had summoned yeah. a level of rage. That would be very yeah. hard for me to, to match. Uh, and, uh, I don't
1: know. I've if, seen you angry. No, maybe. <laughs> I did like, I don't, I, I, yeah Tim Floyd seems like a very angry individual I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a technique to throw in a jacket. I'm sure that's not the first jacket he's thrown yeah in, he's so.
0: probably done it before
1: yeah i mean I'm sure his technique is is much more refined than mine so. yeah so no i you know i think i think yeah I think I'd probably defer to Tim Floyd on
0: that one so we got a a two two part so. My sister's a good question. She framed it in a classic my sister way.
1: Um,
0: So Stephanie Powers at Steph Ray Powers. Uh, That is my sister. Uh, Not my wife, as some people have assumed online.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. You guys look totally alike. How could anybody think you're just married? I don't
0: know. Weirdos. It's
1: it's really obvious.
0: So I'm going to read this. I'm gonna read this verbatim as she wrote it, and yeah. it's not a question. It's it's like a it's like a book title, really.
1: It's yeah, yeah. I mean, how, it's kind of a question. But.
0: How to be excited about finally being back for a football game when your head coach is a baby McBitch?
1: <laughs> we made it almost an hour and a half before we got to this topic.
0: So yeah, uh, it is. I mean, honestly. It's a good question. It's man. a very good question. You you made me say baby bitch. You said it. I didn't say it. Um, <laughs> we have not called names. No. As someone has accused. Yes. Of a big I've donor. Not, I have not um, called any names.
1: Nothing vile.
0: Wade Hogg is talking about my sister.
1: And it definitely names. has nothing to do with how much money he's making.
0: Nope. So. Um So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It has put a damper on things a bit, um, being very frustrated with how Rolovich has handled the vaccine situation. Um, but so how I'm excited is I'm rooting for the players. I'm rooting for the school. I'm excited about seeing my friends at the tailgate. Um, I'm excited about seeing you, Stephanie, in Pullman for that game, um, sharing a hotel room with you and your fiance and your daughter. It's gonna be, and and our dad, it's gonna be a great time. And you are pregnant, so you have to drive us around as drunk as we can be. So we have a built-in DD. That's the best part. Um, But yeah, so there's a lot to be excited about it. Um, Beyond just Rolovich, like the rise of the Delta variant has also put a damper on things. And I, and that's, that's made it harder for me uh, because my fiance uh, is a hospitalist nurse practitioner who works in a hospital and uh, she gives me the report every day where they have more people on ventilators than I've ever had at any point in the pandemic. They have more people with COVID at any point in the pandemic. I uh, one, it was last Friday. She told me it was like 17% of their uh, population. So, um and then you have the background of that with your uh, head coach who is being very glib, about his vaccination status or what he's going to do or whatever. Um, it, it makes it harder to enjoy it. Um, what I'm going to do is mask up and, uh, you know, probably stick with, not probably not wander around as much, stick with people I know, um, stay masked in the, in the, in the stadium. And, uh, Yeah, it's you know it. it, There's a little bit of it that's uh, what do you call it when you have two minds? I I can't. I I always
1: like cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. Dissonance. There's a bit of
0: cognitive dissonance, which goes back to that piece that Jeff was talking about that he wrote a few years ago. But um, yeah, there's a bit of cognitive dissonance. Like I know what my fiance is going through to the point where she has now she quit her job. She's put in her notice you know, her last day is the end of September. And, and so she doesn't want to work in a hospital, at least for a little while. It's just been, it's been too difficult the last 18 months. At the same time, I'm going to Sounders matches. I'm going to rain matches. I'm going, to, I'm so excited to go to Pullman. She's supporting me going to Pullman. Um, Cause she knows it means a lot to me. You know, we had, we'll talk about this. We had our, you know, our, our, our engagement in Pullman and went to the Coug and, and all that. So, you know, there's some cognitive dissonance and, um, so yeah, it's just trying to be excited about the things that, that I love about it and realizing that I probably spent many of the years kind of just not, you know, I didn't really, wasn't a huge fan of the head coach personally for many years, but still, liked watching his football team. So apparently that's not a requirement. Um, so I'll just, I'll just roll with that.
1: The hard part here is the stakes, right? Like if, if you're, if your coach is just kind of being a run of the mill dumbass and you're just like, Oh my God, like, why is he embarrassing us or why is he being difficult or why whatever, right? Whatever it is. Um, you know you can just kind of go and shrug your shoulders and go i like watching the football but it's like as you pointed out <laughs> right you know amanda is you know right in the thick of this thing and a lot of people are and um you know obviously this this thing is not gone and is still you know ravaging our communities and um you know it's causing all kinds of problems filling up you know hospital beds and and it's, yeah. and, and so don't,
0: don't break your leg. Yeah, Hallie, like, don't right yeah. Don't get in a car um, accident right now.
1: You know, so, so when then the coach is in, it, it, it's as we've tried to point out at coog center, um, the issue is not merely that he's unvaccinated, although that's like most of it is because that's, you know, it's such a big deal. And look, we're in the middle of a public health crisis and everybody needs to do their part. And doing your part means getting vaccinated, um, both for you and for the people around you. Um, but beyond that, you know, as you mentioned, he's just been so glib about how he talks about it and how he answers it and just being completely unserious about the situation. Um, you know, and so that's a thing that makes it harder to, to get away from, um, because it's like, you know, if it would be one thing if he was like, look, I am unvaccinated. Here are my reasons for why I have chosen not to receive the vaccine. And, you know, you may disagree with it, but this this is my decision and this is how I arrived at it. Look, and, and there have been plenty of people who have said, well, he doesn't have to do that. Well, you're right. He doesn't. He does not have to do it. However, when you don't, this is what you get. Right. Like when you choose to not talk about it, when you choose not to explain yourself, then everybody is just left to think, well, you are either a moron or you are um, someone who's not nearly as smart as he thinks he is, or you are a uh, QAnon fanatic or whatever. Like, I mean, we're left to go. We don't really know what's going on. Right. And you are in a very public position that does not entitle you to the same kind of privacy as, as anybody, as, as just your run of the mill person. So Um, that is sort of has made it harder for me also to get as excited for the season as, as maybe I would otherwise. I mean, people are still getting sick. People are still ending up in hospitals. People are still dying and we are pressing forward with the football season, uh, with very little, you know, safeguards. Um, and so really the one safeguard we have is, is vaccine. And that, that goes for my job too. Right. I mean, look, we, I've been, I went back to school yesterday for meetings and and it's become very, very clear that, uh, that we, we are doing this come hell or high water. Like, like it, it does not matter. I have classes with 37 kids in it. There will be zero spacing. So it just, you know, we're doing it great. And you know, when, Um, Someone who has the ability not just to protect himself, but to to lead his team to protect themselves and also potentially have some influence over the community. I mean, look, Nick Rolovich knows the kind of influence he can have over the community because he bought all those pizzas, right? Like, I mean, he he, bought all those beers bottle those beers. Like he understands like, Hey, I, I spent, you know, this much money at this place, you know, go and spend some money too. Like he understands the influence he has and any suggestion that he doesn't understand that or that he doesn't actually have that influence is, is actually bullshit. And, and that's, that is what is so, um, well you don't any,
0: and you don't, you don't get in a position like a head coach at a major university without thinking that you can influence people like you, that's, that's kind of a baseline personality trait of a, yep. of a head football coach is that you believe 100%. that you can influence people.
1: 100%. His line is, you know, I'm here to mold men and I don't know, maybe he didn't use that exact quote, but you know, we're going to make them into men and we're going to make them into good fathers and good husbands. And okay, great. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's, you can't have it both ways. Like either, either that's what you're into or, or it's not. So very frustrating. Um, Yeah. So the, the second question, you want to read the second question that goes along with that.
0: Yeah. So uh, the second question from Marcus Paul Burns at MBP, the three, Um, if you were a sports book and you had to set a line on when Rolo is no longer head football coach at WSU, what would that date be? And he says, "P.S. I'll take the under."
1: I think he makes it to the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um,
1: I, I don't think he gets fired before I, the,
0: end he, of the year. He seems pretty confident that whatever he can do to not to get through, he's going to be able to do it. You know, so
1: well, it certainly seems like uh, he is not going to get the vaccine still. Um, every time it, yeah. he's asked about it, he talks about, I'm going to comply with the mandate.
0: Yes. Um, I think it was Brenna green specifically asked yes. him if he was going to get Brenna green from, uh, sorry. Okay. No, I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> sorry, Brenna. Oh, it's okay. I've been on your TV channel.
1: That's right. You were on that <laughs> television station. Oh uh,
0: man. I, I, I wanted, it's creme. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to say creme, but I didn't want to. Right. Um So uh um, I Creme. didn't want to say KXLY or something, but Krem, Brenna Green. So she asked, you know, at, on the second time, are you going to get the vaccine? And he still just replied, I'll comply with the mandate. Um, yeah. Which, you know, if he was going to say, if he was going to get the vaccine, he'd probably just say, yeah, I'm going to get it because I have to or whatever, you know, Yeah. <laughs> which, which we kind of thought he was going to do, but apparently, he's but instead to he's out. going to play games and yeah. it's just, whatever.
1: so, the medical exemption is really narrow. Uh, it is basic. It basically applies to just allergic reactions to either um, a COVID shot that you've already had or to, to um, something
0: that's in the vaccine, or to s-
1: one of the ingredients that's in the vaccine.
0: So if you have a, if you have a, a rec- like a, a known and, and I'll say like, yes. And by like, the way, it's
1: anaphylaxis too. It's not like, it's yeah. not like, Oh, I get, it's not I get like hives. I got hives or whatever. Right. It's, it's, I have gotten anaphylaxis from getting a vaccine that'll get you out of it or a sincerely held religious belief, which obviously there's a lot more wiggle room there, but, um, but I'm, I'm really curious. Uh, yeah, he, he obviously feels like he's going to be able to go forward with one of the exceptions. So.
0: Yeah. And WSU reiterated today that they're, they're holding their staff to that. And then, then, Holding the students to it as well. Yep,
1: yeah, and they've removed the personal exemption yep. from the students as
0: well. So,
1: yep, yep, you gotta get that jab, man. But I don't know. I I, I like. He seems like personally.
0: he's pretty confident. He's gonna figure it out. So yeah, he's.
1: I don't think he's nearly as smart as he thinks he is. So, but
0: smart enough to get to the end of the season, and I avoid so. and avoid a, you know, a firing for cause, which will.
1: Collect his three million bucks.
0: Um, yeah, so he'll so, get that money uh, because there's yep. no way he's not. I I don't care how principled he is about or whatever because just to me it doesn't seem like it's something that's medical because I feel like you he could have just said it's a medical yep. thing or my doctor yep. said that yep. it's not because he could have just said that. Like I talked to my yep. doctor, he said I I shouldn't get it. That yep. would have been fine. He's not giving you any information about yeah. himself and but but he has chosen to say it was a personal decision he has chosen to say he's going to follow the mandate only so that's that's why we make this assumption if you're wondering why we make this assumption that he's just trying to come up with some way to get around it it's because that's kind of what he's left us to assume
1: yep so that and that's on him and yep. not on us
0: yeah that is with that's that's one thing it's one thing what he came out with first yeah that pissed us off but how he's handled it after has not made anything better. And so oh, it's made it worse. Yeah.
1: <laughs> made it so much worse. So if you're me.
0: tired of seeing it on Twitter, if you're tired of people talking about it, you should probably be annoyed with yeah. him because he's be not mad making at the coach it any better.
1: Man. Be mad at the coach. He's the one acting like an idiot. Good Lord. And acting like a baby, a baby bitch. Is that what it was called? Yes. Yeah. Thank that's you. What Stephanie.
0: Stephanie. Him. Yes. She said it. We didn't.
1: Not me. Nope. I was just quoting her.
0: Yep, that's what Stephanie called Coach Rolovich. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'll figure out. A, I think I'll figure out a way. Um, like you said, we have there have like like what like you wrote in that piece a few years ago. There's a lot of things that you know the health and well being of the players, the yeah. long term health of the players, the the way that that you know the fact that they're being exploited and all that we've we've moved past that and rooted for college football for many years. I'll probably figure out a way to enjoy myself in Pullman. Yep. Um, part of it will be that you're there, Steph. So that helps, Woo-hoo! you know, you, you can drink your non-alcoholic beer you'll, you'll have <laughs> time. and driving drunk ass wherever I want. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess you know I got engaged in Pullman. I, I mentioned that. Yep. Um,
1: that was fun as hell.
0: That was fun. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, I would say, if it was these last couple of weeks, I would. I kind of feel worse about it because of how yeah. things have exploded. No um, but uh, I'm glad. I guess I did it when I did it. <laughs>
1: Um, Even then, I was starting to feel like eh. yeah. But like we talked about it, Sarah and I, and we were like, "Well, we're going to be in one part of the of the building, and I know that everyone who's going to be there for that is vaccinated." So,
0: and everyone that was works. like hanging out with us at the hotel after, yes, vaccinated. And- the
1: there was only one time that I felt like, eh. and that was when we ended up at Etsy Bravo.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that that place, that 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 made me feel, uh, luckily I had many I didn't many even know a place
1: like there. that existed in Pullman. That was crazy.
0: Yeah. Etsy Bravo, check it out. But yeah. If, you, if, if,
1: if you're into, if you're into. You're into a like, nightclub in Pullman. Nightclubs in Pullman. That was, that was, then we ended up walking through the crowd and I'm like,
0: <laughs> so, but I don't know.
1: That was a month ago and I didn't get sick, so I think I'm okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we made it. Um were all right. but yeah, that was that was great. Uh thank you, Jeff, for coming and all my all my friends and family <sighs> that made it there. What a wouldn't have missed it. That was truly a, missed it. an amazing event. Thank you. It oh, I, I gotta say thank you to the Coog Yes. Um, oh
1: the Koog came through big time.
0: If you if you really want to know about it, just read my story about yeah. Cou Center about it. It's funny I told Amanda like Amanda definitely never wanted uh a, a public engagement. Like she would not need her to propose to her in a public place. And, you know, the actual engagement was just like, it was yeah. on campus in Pullman after summer sessions ended. Yes. Like there was no one around except our, our two friends and their kids. And, yeah. And, it was a uh, Saturday in Pullman. So, you know, it was, it was, but was then summer. we went to the coup, and there was 25 of our friends there, friends and family yes. there. Cheer, and then the rest of the crew cheering for us as we walk in. And
1: football players.
0: And then I write a story on Kook Center that many people have read. That everyone Amanda knows has been like, "This is so neat that he wrote that. Like, it's so cool." And like, and and so she's had a very now a very public engagement that she's had to deal with. So. I I'm sure she's you... not
1: embarrassed by that at all.
0: Um, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, but I say, you know what you're into, you've been with that's me right. for 15 years, you know, she
1: like, knows the deal now,
0: you know, the deal. And she said, she yes. So, um, so she knew the deal. She said, yes. And uh, now we just have to hopefully sign a contract for that, that, uh, that uh Cabo San Lucas uh uh wedding venue and hopefully soon and then hell yeah. Let's make our friends hell all fly yeah. to Mexico. Yeah. Oh, Woo-hoo! and by the way, my best man, Jeff Newser on the yeah. call.
1: Yeah. Oh. I don't know if I told you this. I, first time I've ever met a best man.
0: So. I I did not know that. Um,
1: fairly excited,
0: and I bet you had assumed you would, ne- you were never going to be one at
1: I, that point. That is true. <laughs> I'm uh, 44 years old, so didn't think that was ever going to happen. Yeah. So I was, uh, yeah, I was blown away, and still am, and you know had to had to hold back the had to hold back the tears when I was at your house, and,
0: and I handed you the Modelo. You know,
1: yeah, it was awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, so I'm I'm totally stoked. We and we've never uh, we've never been to Mexico. So excited to go to Mexico to a resort and just kind of do that. We we've never vacationed in that fashion before. So we're pretty Where you excited just like
0: to do... went to the pool and drank a bunch of booze and just yes. hung out and stared at yes. the ocean.
1: And just had everything provided for us and Yeah. That's we have never done that. It's, uh, vacations for us have been well, t- you know Disneyland, Disney World, a bunch because we have children, and then it's like uh, we we just have not done like like uh, you know we we've, we've gone places where we could save money basically. Yeah, so we are we are very excited to not save money here and could just go like have a good time.
0: Well, hey, all inclusive man, so you'll be saving yes. money the more you <laughs> consume. <laughs>
1: It's You're a like, better
0: deal the more you can <laughs> do.
1: Sarah's going to be like, how many have you had? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just trying to get my money's worth. <laughs> my- give, me, give me another one. Let's go. <laughs> Stumble into the ceremony. Hey, hey Amanda.
0: I, I, great. I, I think it's a sign of the last 18 months how many people I told. <laughs> and they're like, hell yeah, we're going. I'm like, oh, God. Yep.
1: Yep. 100%. <laughs> all right
0: and that's another thing amanda what she signed up for her we have like a spreadsheet with like the the names her list includes a lot of crossover names we'll say (laughs) like both of we're both friends with them you know they none neither one of us could claim them as you know whatever but she has all the ones that we could both claim are on her side And so the rest are on my side and my side is much longer. And that's with, she has much more family invited. I don't have hardly any family invited. And my side is just very long. And so I am driving up the cost of this wedding. And, uh, with, with, uh, just meeting too many friends typically while traveling who, uh, of course like travel. (laughs) So, who i've traveled with and so i knew that they were going to go uh so yeah um i'm excited for that uh we of course are worried that it's all just going to be canceled or whatever but uh maybe by next june the world will be normal i don't know i hope so
1: yeah i sure hope so
0: yeah dude i want to i want to I want to, uh, record our podcast at a swim-up bar in Mexico, you know? Sometimes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, 100%. We have
0: to, we have to, uh, top the, uh, infamous, uh, brain center. Yeah. Which I think has been lost to the ether at this point. But
1: uh, I think so. I think so. Cause I, I don't think our, uh. I mean, I know you uploaded it to Slack at one point, but, we, but yeah, we've, we, got the, yeah. we've got the free Slack plans. Yeah, so. that's
0: gone. And I, and I, yeah. that whatever phone that was on is long gone.
1: Long gone, too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just have to, we'll just have to tell stories about it. Yep. Yeah. Remember that time?
0: And everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? And you'll never know. You'll never know. It's brain center. Right. All right. So, uh, Here we are at the end. Uh, Thank you to pretty fair beer for being our very first, not only sponsor, but also sponsoring our beer segment. That's pretty sick. Yes. Pretty fair beer in Ellensburg. Go Cougs. Uh, Yep. Thank you to Randy England at Randy England music for doing the music. Um, If you want to follow me on Twitter at the Craig powers, um, you can follow probably me on Instagram, probably once the football season starts, I'll have a lot more coug related kind of Instagram pictures. I'll be at Craig W Powers. Um you can follow Jeff at our podcast account, Pod versus everyone. I claim yep. none of it, as always. <laughs> That's
1: right. I mean it's probably me.
0: If you have any questions, if you would also like to sponsor us. Yes. Hey, Right. Um miss hundred percent shots you'll try. It. Um that's right. at podcastbs everyone at gmail.com. You can send us questions, send us money, uh whatever. Um and yeah, I think that's that's about it. Best man. Yeah, I
1: think that's a wrap. Go kooks, Craig.
0: Go kooks.
1: Black Lives Matter.
0: Black Lives Matter, get back.